Everything that God does on the earth today, He does it by His Word and His Spirit. In the Pastor William Evans podcast, your host, Pastor William Evans, takes you through the importance of the Word of God in your everyday life. Whether you're experiencing the lowest valley or the highest mountain, the Word of God is essential. As we depend on it and read it daily, we form an unbreakable bond with God. We understand His will, what He wants us to do, and our purpose in life. Without further delay, here's another uplifting episode of the Pastor William Evans Podcast. Welcome. Would you bow your heads, please? Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I come to you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity you've given me, Lord, just to come and pray, Father God, to seek your face. And I ask, Father God, forgiveness of my sins, Lord, and to cleanse me, Father God, of all unrighteousness. I pray, Father God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, that it be acceptable in your sight, Lord. I pray, Father God, that every soul that's here, and those who would hear this word by whatever means, Lord, that you give them an ear to hear and a heart to understand. And to bless them, Father God, whatever they stand in need of, Lord. These prayers I pray in Jesus' name, Lord. And Father, I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Welcome, everyone. It's an honor to speak with you. Let us pause a moment to acknowledge the presence of God, the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. I would also like to acknowledge your presence here and those that will hear this word through various means. It is my sincere hope that this word would enlighten and would inspire and above all, help all of us to be taught how to embrace the word of God more deeply through this message. The theme with this message is being presented is developing a relationship with God. I want you to understand that this message has one purpose. That purpose is to teach us how to develop healthy relationships with others and with the Lord himself. In order for this to happen and to be able to be produced we're going to need to build this on four essential elements. The first element is communication. The second is fellowship. The third is sacrifice. And the fourth is stewardship. These elements will be taught through a series of lessons. We will begin with the first lesson of communication. But before we delve too deeply into communication, I want to I want to define some key terms that would help us establish a solid basis of general understanding of the scope of the subject. We all know in life, when we start anything, there must be a time of developing. There must be proper attention and effort. And anything will grow. Doesn't matter what it is, whether it's good or bad, it will grow. If we stay consistent, we will recognize that growth and maturity. It's important to remember that very few things in our lives will begin 
and be completely instant. We know that we're in a society that people want instant gratification. They want instant food. They want uh, instant relationships, uh, uh, etc. But anything that has the potential to be great, to be uh, lasting, to be pure, uh, to be something that uh, is going to be established, it's going to take time to be developed. Amen. Amen. Relationships are certainly not among the things that we going to have to develop instantly. Relationships are an ongoing process. They continue to evolve and quite possibly until the end of our time on earth. You're not going to be the same person you are today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, in any relationship because you will have to grow. Because if you don't grow and you try to hold on to your old ways and the old ways that you're accustomed to doing things, your relationship becomes stagnant. And when it becomes stagnant, all you're doing is going through the motions. What that causes your relationship to get to a point where it gets uh, fragile and anything can come in and disrupt your relationship. Amen. Amen. Relationships are all around us. It's a basic concept woven into the connectiveness of every object, creature, nature, and people. Regarding the connection between people, the basis for a healthy relationship goes far deeper than simply being attracted to someone. Now, don't get me wrong. Physical attraction is something that we all will have to address because everybody has a certain taste in the things they like. That's just what that is. Amen? But we have to understand that our relationship has to go far deeper than being attracted to someone. Now, we know it's going to play a role. The way a person looks, their economic status, their educational level, uh, things they have accomplished, all these different things, is going to play a role in your relationship. Amen? But as we, what we must understand is that those things will be challenged in your relationship. You may start off with a, with a, with a man that's vibrant, able to run a mile or two a day. We have a head full of hair, pretty white teeth. Amen. But as time progresses, and his body begins to decline, not because of him uh, acting in any kind of way, but that's how life is. The Bible teaches us though the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. Things gonna change with that man. Likewise, with the woman, she may have a, a coke bottle shape when you meet her, long pretty hair, whatever. May have a couple of babies in the, in the shape of her body changes. Hey man. So, so what I'm saying is that the the the, the physical. 
or the superficial will change. I don't care how smart someone is. One of the, one of the people that I admire, Martin Luther King Jr., was one of the most intelligent uh, human beings that we have encountered. But he didn't take uh, uh, education and all other things and use to say, okay, I'm so smart. I'm, no, he used the tools that God has given him to help other people. Amen. But guess what? When he died, a lot of the things that, that his mind was able to, to comprehend and, and, and to do, guess what? They died with him. We have his writings, we have his, 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 his uh, preaching and teaching, things of that nature. But guess what? The guy was not that old when he, when he passed away. The man was 39 years old. Can you imagine how much he could have learned if he'd have been uh, last another 10 years, 20 years, whatever? Amen? So what I'm saying is, is that relationships, they change. But if you're basing your relationship on the outward appearance, or the things that are being accumulated, and all them different things of that nature, you other, but must understand that there will be some changes there. And are you willing to adapt to those changes? Amen? Amen. However, what is of much greater importance is that two people become connected in their godly purpose. In this type of relationship, believing in God and in the importance of living a moral life is the foundation upon which it is built. Amen? Look, if I'm trying to build my relationship based on my belief in God and living a moral life, and that's the foundation of our relationship, it doesn't matter what you look like, does it? It doesn't matter what your economic status is. It doesn't matter what your educational status is. Amen? Because I believe that God gave you to me and vice versa. And that whatever you have is what God know I need and vice versa. Amen? But you have to have two people that think like that because it becomes equally yoked that way. See, if the devil can, can, can uh, uh, draw you away from your wife with a, a pretty woman or uh, a handsome man or, or some type of uh, uh, money or educational status some other guy or some other woman has, guess what? You're in, you in trouble. Because let me tell you something. And I want you to hear me real good on this. No one, no one on this earth can keep themselves. But God can. Amen. I don't want you to ever say or ever think in your mind or, or, or utter out of your mouth that, oh, I'll never do this. I'll never do that. Because you don't know. You got to trust that God is going to keep you. Keep you faithful to your husband. Keep you faithful to your wife. Amen. Because you built it on that moral compass that God has given humanity. Amen. Amen. When we do this, we began to understand that our relationship with our spouses or whoever we are encountering is not based on the superficial or that is limited. 
We understand that it's eternal. I hear a lot of people, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on. I hear a lot of people mourning for their mothers and mourning for their fathers or children or, or people, the grandchildren, whoever they'd have lost. And as I empathize with them, I, I feel bad because I, I want you to understand something. I made a statement to my grandmother when I was young. I said, Mama, I said, um, I don't know if I'll be able to handle it if you would die. And my grandmother told me, she said, you'd be all right if anything happened to me. I said, no, Mom, I don't think so. And in my heart, I believed that I wasn't going to be all right. Well, I was about 19 years old when my grandmother passed away. I didn't fall apart. I cried. I was hurt. But I didn't fall, I didn't fall apart. I didn't keep grieving about her not being here. Let me tell you why. Because what my grandmother taught me was in me. Because she's in me. The prayer that I heard her pray every night and every morning. It's not something that I'm just telling you just have. I know it happened because I seen it. I heard it. The way she loved people, the way she nurtured people, those things that how she treated people, she instilled that in us. And those are the things that I live by. And, and, and I'm telling you, the reason why I don't grieve like that is because even with my father and, and my other grandmother, uh, I, don't, I don't grieve because the things they taught me, the relationships I had with them, they're not gone anywhere because they still live in me. And by me carrying myself the way they taught me to carry myself, guess what I'm doing? I'm keeping them alive. Not only to me, but to the world. Oh, I can tell you was raised by some good people. All glory to God. Because, yes, I was raised by some good people. Amen. And I didn't always follow the rules or do what I was supposed to be doing. But the foundation of my relationship caused me to become who I am today. Because of them. Amen. Amen. Human relationships can take many forms. They can range from association we have with relative strangers to the connectiveness we share with our parents, siblings, best friends, and spouses. Relationships can vary greatly in terms of their depth, intensity, and the level of commitment. But relationships can still be categorized according to certain commonalities. One means of defining relationships is to divide them based on the category of people they involve. The first tier of relationship that, that exists are ethical relationships. These are founded upon trust and centered on our commitment to protect our relationships. Honesty is the major focus in such a relationship. You got to be honest with each other. Amen. The second tier interpersonal relationships. These relationships are based on the level of social commitment we make through kinship, friendship, or membership in an organization. Amen. The third tier intimate relationships. 
These are forms where we let our guard down and become emotionally close to our parents, I'm sorry, our partners. These relationships are reciprocal in nature as they also allow our willingness to accept the feelings of our partners when they'll share. Where our ability to share our inner world while also taking interest in our partner's experience is one of the most rewarding aspects of such a relationship. We mean countless number of people throughout our lives, whether in a positive or negative manner. The relationship we build with these individuals exerts a considerable influence on our behavior, our choices, or even our future. I don't know about nobody else, but you ever uh, uh, seen people that love an individual so much that they're blinded to um, the bad behaviors? And they following and trusting and believing that these individuals one day going to change and the individual is getting worse and worse. Amen. Let me tell you something. Give me real good on this. And never forget this. No matter how much you love somebody. No matter how much you want what's best for someone. Even your children. Your husband, your wife, your cousin, your neighbor, whoever. Only God can change the heart of humanity. That no matter what you, what you do, I don't care what it is, whatever you try, God is the only one that can change the heart of humanity. That's why our relationships have to be built on the spiritual. Amen? Watch this. I want you to understand that it's very important that we come together to, to build, to establish lasting and constructive relationship with those close to us. Why? Because you need a core. You need a foundation. If you are in an environment where all you see is bad relationships, do you believe that, there, that a good relationship is possible? No, you believe that the relationship that you were so accustomed to seeing is a good relationship. Amen? In order for us to accomplish such a relationship, we have to come to understand that communication is the way to do it. Now, we know communication is verbal as well as nonverbal. I can tell you I love you. I can tell you that I got you. I can tell you all those different things. And all that sounds great. Amen. But it's nonverbal. What does the, the old saying, attitudes is? Don't tell me, show me. Or... Practice what you preach. Huh? Your words don't mean anything if you can't back it up, can you? How do you back it up? You back it up by action. 
Amen? Amen. I want you to understand that when we start dealing with the verbal, it's important to, yes, tell people that you love them. Yes, it, it's important to smile and, 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 and wave. And that's, that, that's, that's nonverbal. I can say I love you or I'm happy to see you or whatever, but I'm saying I'm happy to see you, but I don't have a smile on my face. Does that make any sense? It doesn't. Amen? If I say I love you, if I say I want to spend some time with you, guess what? Nothing else is important at that particular time because what's important is you. Amen? Let me, get, let me tell you something right quick and I'm going to move forward. Go to work all day. You at work. Driving home from work, you get home, put the key in the door, you walk through the door, and your kids start yelling. Daddy home, mama home, running towards the door, all happy. What are they telling you? They missed you. Glad to see you, right? Amen. Now, when you get them off from work, Hey man, I want to inject this in this sermon because uh, my wife, uh, she gets upset sometimes if we have this dog that's, that's husky. I go to work and come home and, and I walk through the door. He started hollering, talking, everything. Her statement is, don't act like I hadn't took you out. Don't act like I haven't fed you. That's not it. Excited to see me. Hey man. Isn't that how it ought to be in our, all our relationships? When somebody that said they love you ought to be excited to see you? Amen. I don't care if it, I've been gone for five minutes. Amen. All right, let me leave that alone now because I don't want to get any people business, but amen. You know somebody want to be with you, don't you? You ain't got to tell me. I'll know it. Amen. Here we go. While clearly expressing yourself is vital, True communication only occurs when the people that are being spoken to also understand the message accurately. The act of receiving information is every bit as important as the act of sending it. Amen? If you tell me you love me and you bring me some flowers or, or uh, you give me a, a, a nice rub on the shoulder or whatever, what are you telling me? That what you just said you mean. Right? Amen. Why the seal? Why the seal? This forms a nice segue to the next topic we must discuss before beginning the spiritual portion of his lesson. One of the keys centers on body language. Whether we recognize it or not, we communicate a great deal to our movements or lack thereof. For example, if we say something and our face expression projects something else, our face expression usually is what's going to tell what, how we're really feeling, right? What we really think. Amen? The second is our uh, vernacular. In other words, the, the language we use when we start dealing with certain people. I want you to hear something on this. Now, if I'm in here preaching, but I'm in a room full of people that speak Spanish, and I'm preaching in English. 
Is that the same vernacular? No, it's not. They're not going to understand what I'm saying. But if I'm standing here and I am in a room full of people speaking Spanish or uh, speaking uh, Swahili or whatever language, right? And I walk up to them and I shake their hand. I give them a smile. I give them a hug. I show them love. Do you think they're going to understand that? Yes. Amen. We don't have to always be in a, an environment that is so comfortable for us. Oh, everybody's speaking English, so that's comfortable. Everybody's speaking Spanish, that's comfortable. Look, man, love, appreciation, smiling and, and, and waving. And, look, man, that's universal. That's a universal language, isn't it? Amen. The third that we need to understand is that we got to be willing to consider the emotional state of others. We can't talk to people any kind of way, treat them any kind of way. And then we wonder why they act a certain way. If you're always talking down to your child, if you're always talking down to your spouse, if you're always talking down to your parents or your kids, whatever, each time you get ready to talk to them, what do they do? They put up a barrier because what they expected. Amen. They, they're going to guard themselves because they believe that you're going to say something that's going to hurt them. Say something that's going to make them feel bad about this or make them look down on themselves. Amen. So we got to be mindful of how we, we, we communicate with people and understand that we got to consider their emotional state. Amen. And finally, I'm sorry, the next one, the fourth one is, we got to de demonstrate respect for others. Amen? Okay, I, I want to talk to you. Well, uh, can we talk later? Okay. No, no, I need to talk right now. No. If I'm saying I want to talk to you later on, I'm going to respect that. Amen? If, if, if I want to talk about a certain subject, you don't want to talk about it at this time, guess what? I'm going to respect that. But we're going to have to talk about it. Amen? See, the thing is, is that what, what people don't realize is that when you get into a relationship, it can't always be about you. Your way of doing things. You're coming from two different spectrums. And you're coming together to become one. But guess what? It's going to take work. It's going to take us to, to be able to have to sacrifice and give up some things. To understand that in order for our relationship to be the, the way it's supposed to be, for us to mesh, guess what I'm out to do? I'm about to take all what I want and put it in my mind and my heart what's best for us. Amen? I, 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 I might like uh, watching certain movies that you don't like. Do I not watch the movies you like? Because, oh, I don't like that. No, I'll sit there and I'll get, and get interested in what you're looking at and discuss it with you to show you that I am interested in what you're interested in. Amen? Why? That's my way of communicating with you. Meeting you somewhere at a common place. Amen. Amen. Now finally, we have to learn how to listen actively. What does this mean? 
This is about paying attention to what someone is saying. But this, this ain't about just hearing because anybody can hear stuff. Man, look, you can be walking down the street. You can hear a dog bark. You can hear a car. You, you, you can hear a train. You can, if you have the ability to hear the vibration of all the different things that's going on, your ears will pick them up. Active listening means that you hear exactly what these people are saying and you're responding to it. Amen? I don't like when you talk to me like that. Okay? I won't talk to you like that anymore. Amen? I, I don't like when you do certain things. Okay? I'm going to work on that. What that does is it helps your relationship to do what? To grow and to mature. And it makes it lasting. But it's not a one-day thing. As stated earlier, you're going to go through this your whole time on earth. Amen? Because we're human beings, man. We're evolving. And all of us are not going to evolve at the same time. You can be in a relationship, and guess what? Sometimes you're going to wait on your spouse. And sometimes your spouse has to wait on you. Because I got it don't mean you got it. Amen? So you got to take your time and, and nurture them to that place of maturity. So when the light goes off in their minds and their heart, they say, okay, God, I got it now. Okay, we move on to the next day. Amen? Amen. Uh-uh-uh. These five elements are vital to establishing an effective communication and establishment of a healthy relationship. I want you to understand something. We are not going to get anywhere without working in developing our relationships. If you're not willing to develop a relationship, you might work on all uh, 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 let it go. Amen. I'm going to be point blank with this because guess what? Every relationship has to be developed. I don't care what kind of it. Amen. Amen. Let me move down to the spiritual. That you remember, we talked about body language. In Psalms 95, verse 6, Psalms 95, verse 6 says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. This scripture clearly teaches us that our body language should demonstrate humility before God. Humility can't be best expressed by taking a submissive posture within the presence of a great power, which God most certainly is. And then we talked about the same vernacular, the same vernacular language. When communicating with the Lord, Scripture is clear. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 26. Proverbs 15, 26 says, The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord. But watch what he says now. He said, But the words, but the words, of the pure or pleasant words. Y'all see that? As God is holy and pure, and as believers, 
or the children of God, we should approach him with our words being what? Pure as well. Amen. He says the words of the pure. We're speaking God's language. We're not, we're not talking to God about foolishness. We're not talking to God about uh, 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 self-exaltation. What we're talking to God about and is pleasing God, how we're talking to him. Because God knows that we love him, that we appreciate everything he's doing in our lives. Amen? Then we have to understand that we were willing to consider the emotional state. I said of others, but in this instance, I said of God, because people think God don't have no emotions. Isn't love an emotion? Isn't anger an emotion? Amen. Isn't jealousy an emotion? Well, the Bible talks about all that when it comes to God, doesn't it? God said, you will have no other God before me because I'm a jealous God. The Bible said God got angry and, and, and ran his wrath on people. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God is a God that has emotions. And so we must consider God's emotions. Amen. We must constantly adhere to the reminder of 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 says, what know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? Therefore, glorify God well in your body. This truth should be underlined how we want to please God and to make him pleased with us. The way we live, the way we carry ourselves should make God happy. Should make him pleased. Huh? Should have God rejoicing. Look at my child over there. Amen. You know as well as I know when, when someone that you love is doing well, you're not jealous of them. You're not upset about it, are you? You're happy about it. It makes your heart feel so good. Well, God's the same way. You think God, he likes us going through uh, uh, all kinds of things? God don't take pleasure in us going through sickness and diseases and, and turmoil and all them different things of that nature. He takes no pleasure in that. It bothers him too. Amen. But what he wants us to understand is that in your relationship with me, you're going to go through things, but I'm, I'm going to show you that I'm going to be with you. That I got you. Amen. Amen. Then when we communicate with God, we've got to always demonstrate respect for him. Amen. This is evident in, in Psalms 4 and 1, where it says, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness, O God of my righteousness. Y'all see that? I'm not rising because of my own self. I'm rising because of him. Amen. You have given me relief when I, when I was in distress. You have mercy on me. And hear my prayer. Y'all see that? Amen. I, I know who it is. I respect you because I know who it is that's doing everything that's going on in my life is you, Lord. Amen. Finally, communication involves more than just the act of speaking. As such, we should now devote time to discussing the last element of effective communication in our study. Active listening. 
Amen. It's difficult for Saul to believe that God will talk to you and that you can hear him. People think when I, I remember my grandmother said when we were growing up and there was a rain or a thunderstorm. And we would be in a house and all of us would gather in one room and it was lightning and thundering and raining outside and we was in there talking and playing. And my grandmother made a statement. She says, y'all be quiet. God talking. Amen. And it, it, it stuck with me because when you hear the lightning and thunder and all the different things of that nature, you, you know something going on, right? Amen. But I want you to hear something. I want to hear that, that, that God speaks in so many different ways. So many that we don't have, I can't cover at this lesson, but then uh, my book I'm putting out on this. How God speaks through vision, God speaks through dreams, through prophets, things of that nature. Amen. But, but I want you to, to, to look at uh, uh, Psalms 19, verses 1, 2, 3. Psalms 19, verses 1 through 3. David says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night shows knowledge. There is no speech, nor language where their voice is not heard. This passage declares that all humanity, no matter what region, what language or culture is witness to the existence, majesty, and knowledge of their creator. Amen. So when somebody says, well, God, I didn't hear God or, or God don't speak. The Bible just told us that God speaks in so many different ways. He said the heavens declare his glory. The firmament is handiwork. the work. There today, night to night, other speech. Amen. Uh, share with God's knowledge as we close we have come to the end of this lesson before I part I want to emphasize that God wants a relationship with us but it starts with understanding communication as stated earlier developing a relationship with God is the most important relationship we can ever develop because it will serve as the foundation for all of our other relationships. Now, don't get me wrong now. It's going to take time, effort to accomplish. But this is what you should be reassured of. That it's possible. Amen. Until next time, may the grace of God draw you closer to him and to each other. Amen. Would you bow your heads, please? Well, grace and heavenly Father, we thank you. Though we appreciate you, Father God, for the riches of your grace and your mercy, Lord. And most of all, Father God, we thank you for your word, Lord. Help us, Father God, to not only recognize where we are in our relationship with you, but also with each other, Lord. And to help us, Father God, to continue on developing it, Lord. To make it better and better each day, Lord. To grow, to mature, Lord. To be the best that we are ordained to be, Lord. These prayers I pray in Jesus' name, Lord. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, 
Let it rest rule in the body of us henceforth and forever. Let the child of God signify by saying, Amen. And amen. You just listened to another episode of the Pastor William Evans Podcast. Pastor William Evans Podcast was recorded live in the studio with final editing before uploading. Subscribe today to the Pastor William Evans Podcast or visit tcuic.org for more godly inspired content. Don't miss the next episode and God bless.